Hello and welcome back to Grizzly Interactive Podcast. My name, as you know, is Akanksha Das, and I'm a content marketer at Grizzly. In our last podcast, we touched base on an extremely talked-about subject in our part of the world: marketing attribution. Today, we're going to talk about something that's always a point of discussion in marketing and sales conference rooms: lead nurturing. And this episode is called Lead Nurturing 101. For this discussion, I've got my fabulous product marketer Manali Gupta back in the seat today. Welcome back, Manali. Thank you again for having me, Akanksha. So glad to be back. All right, let's get to it then. So this is a quote by Mary Smith: "Content is king, but engagement is queen, and the lady rules the house." So right. <laughs> B2B sales cycles are seemingly endless. If you make the mistake of going MIA after the first touch point, it will be a classic case of out of sight, out of mind. Oh yes. In fact, in one of its studies, Marketing Sherpa found out that 73% of leads are not ready to buy when they first give you their contact details. Mm-hmm. Sales folks are known for their aggressive streak and if they chase after a lead that isn't ready to buy, you run a huge risk of losing that lead and the bridge between prospecting and conversion is lead nurturing let's understand the concept of lead nurturing why it's necessary how lead scoring is an essential part of lead nurturing and what best practices uh, you can follow to build a winning lead nurturing strategy so what exactly is lead nurturing Lead nurturing can be referred to as the courtship period of marketing, the hidden trial period before they say I do. It helps your lead to get acquainted to your business. Lead nurture programs help your leads get enlightened and uh, educated about your product or service, which gets them to develop trust in your brand. Right. These programs also get the leads moving from the top of the funnel when they aren't quite ready to purchase to the bottom of the funnel when they're all set to purchase. Manali, could you throw some light on why lead nurturing is absolutely necessary? Gladly. Mm-hmm. So, according to a forester research, organizations that excel at lead nurturing generate 50% more sales at 33% lower cost. In one of their research studies, CSO Insights found out that companies with mature lead generation and management practices have a 9.3% higher sales quota achievement rate. Nurturing is the best way to woo your leads to purchase. So they do say I do. It <laughs> makes you stay on the same platforms as your prospects, get their attention, charm them, engage them, and increase the probability of them beginning a relationship with your brand. Now that you've familiarized yourself with uh, the concept of lead nurturing and hopefully you're already thinking about kickstarting this program, let's uh, quickly take you through the six infallible lead nurturing adages to swear by. Manali, get and went to the first one? Absolutely, Akanksha. The first step to a winning lead nurturing strategy is to send data enrichment emails. These emails ask prospects for more information, surveying them, if you will. Mm-hmm. On the basis of the responses you receive via these emails, you'd be able to keep your contacts up to date, and your content would become more relevant to where the prospects are in the buying process. 
The second step is contact segmentation. So according to MailChimp research, contact segmentation can improve your email open rates by about 15%. By doing this, you'd be able to target the right audience on the basis of their interests, their behavior, and without being too salesy, repetitive, or overly promotional. Through segmentation, you also eliminate the jeopardy of exhausting your leads. The third best practice is additional anonymous touch opportunity creation. So, marketers have a conventional checklist of content assets through which a lead first becomes known to them, like landing pages and weight assets like case studies, ebooks, etc. You'd need to think beyond the marketing cliches like email blast campaigns and gated content to create more lead seizing opportunities. Oh yes, you could try new tactics like Twitter cards or Facebook contests or the yes or no surveys on Instagram stories. Yes. All right, and also try not to gate everything. Use um, semi-gated content that would allow the lead to preview the material, uh, thus creating better lead capture opportunities. The next adage for lead nurturing are swift and unfeigned follow-ups. For whatever reason, a lead provides you with their contact information. Promptly follow up with them, preferably via email. Mm -hmm. When you do that, ensure that your message is to the point and unambiguous about the steps that follow. When a lead acts on a CTA, it calls for an action from sales within 5 minutes. Another adage to swear by are systematic list audits. You'd want to get a grasp on the concept of uh, the qualification of leads as opposed to the 74% companies that don't understand the semantics of it, like uh, visitor, lead, MQL, SQL, or unqualified lead. Layer this grasp on top of analytics and customer personas to audit and update the existing lead status and also periodically get your duplicates or bad data removed. And consistent lead nurturing is the way to go. You could move more opportunities and MQLs to the bottom of the sales funnel faster mm -hmm. by fashioning ongoing lead nurturing strategies for several segments. This could be achieved by positioning the leads in nurture tracks on the basis of their interest or behavior. While all this is really touching, it's now essential to determine which leads are nurture-worthy because, well, everyone is not your customer. The one that buys from you is a surefire customer, but the one that peruses is a prospect who may buy one of these days or someday or may not buy at all. Since you can't do business on assumptions, your saving grace in this case is lead scoring. Would you elaborate a little on that, Manali? Oh, sure. Thank you. So, lead scoring enables you to assign value or a certain number of points to a lead on the basis of the information that you have received from them and how they have engaged with your brand across different channels. It helps the marketing and sales teams efficiently prioritize leads, eliminate the bad leads, reduce manual effort, and ultimately increase ROI. Bullseye! That kind of data that you could use for your lead scoring are uh, company details, demographics, behavioral pattern, email pattern, and social pattern of your lead. The primary reason for lead scoring is to determine their conversion potential. 
so as to devote them as much time and effort as they deserve. No more, no less. Oh yes, the best practice for you to be rip smart at lead scoring. You must effectively communicate with your sales team since they are at the forefront. Talk to your recurring customers to determine what content or touch points were of the greatest impact that led them to buy from you. And depend on your analytics reports to get an in-depth understanding of what works best for you. And when you get that right, you'd have a lead nurturing strategy as smooth as cream cheese on a bagel. Almost all the times, I blindly trust statistics, as uh, we all do, I'm guessing. So in case of lead nurturing, I found out that nurtured leads produce 20% increase in sales opportunities versus non-nurtured leads. Oh, statistics are the real deal. Mm. I've got one for you too. Marketing Sherpa found out that businesses that nurture their leads experience a 45% elevation in lead generation ROI over the ones that don't. You definitely don't want to be in that league. So take it up a notch or a few notches, you decide. Now go ahead and establish the best lead nurture program for better engagement, unmatched brand advocacy and an ROI going through the roof. So is your lead nurturing strategy the best there is? If it is, we'll validate it for you. And if it isn't, we'll make it the best one. You could reach us at www.grazidi.com or info at grazidi.com. And Manali, thank you again for joining in today. It was an absolute pleasure as always. It was fantastic as always. <laughs> thank you again for having me, Akansha. You're very welcome. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. And please let us know your questions via comments. For now, this is Akansha along with Manali signing off. Be sure to stay tuned for our next podcast on another interesting insight around marketing. Until next time, ciao! ciao.